Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ben Steele, the Journal Sentinel. He is joining us here. You can follow him on Twitter at Ben Steele MJS. Ben, how you been, buddy? Bill, what's up, man? Thanks for having me on again. Glad to have you. Um, So tell me about, we we sat here the other day and we did kind of a comparison between the programs of the Badgers and the Marquette Golden Eagles. And Marquette, obviously, uh, has a different level of expectation this season. Uh, They get a big win, 76-57 the other day over Butler. They got all kinds of different stuff going on in a positive direction. But their expectation is, if you don't win again this year in the first round of the postseason, you know, where are you really at? So let's start with where the program is right now. Yeah, I mean, if you know, this is Coach Wojciechowski's sixth season at Marquette. They Mm -hmm. haven't won a tournament game yet. You know, they've been there twice under him, and, you know, they got blown out both times. And this is a year, man. This is a year when it's supposed to happen. You got the greatest score in the history of Marquette basketball in Marcus Howard. This is senior season. This is his chance. And um, the way they've been playing, they won six of seven. So things are trending in the right direction. And they got, uh, you know, you can't win March. You can't win NCAA tournament games until March. So all Marquette can do until then is set themselves up for for a good seed. And they're definitely heading in that right direction. So, look, I agree with you uh, on, on many of those levels. Um, this team right now, give me the strength of the Big East. Big East looking to get five, six teams into the tournament right now. Big Ten, obviously, they're talking anywhere from 11, 9 to 11, that type of thing. But how strong yeah. is the Big East overall, do you think? The Big East is really good. I mean, Big East and the Big Ten, those are the two best conferences in, bas- in college basketball. Um, uh Big East only has 10 teams, but five of them are in the AP Top 25 right now, uh, and that speaks to the strength of them. Even, like, you can look at DePaul. They're at the bottom of the Big East. They're 1-10. We can laugh at that record, but they got a lot of talent on that team. they got uh, some legitimate NBA prospects on that team, and they've they've given uh, – they gave Marquette trouble. They gave Seton Hall, the, the number one team in the Big East, trouble. So, like, top to bottom, the Big East is, is as good as it gets. The uh, the team itself, uh, the Housers leave. Marcus Howard takes over. <clears throat> Give me the thoughts. I got into this discussion. Uh, might have been yesterday, as a matter of fact. I was sitting here talking about with Marcus Howard. Does Marcus Howard's presence allow those around him to develop? Well, uh, if you certainly look at the last couple weeks, uh, there has definitely been the emergence of the second and third and even fourth uh, options for Marquette. Um, Look, Marcus Howard, he's the top of every defensive scouting report uh, of anybody that plays Marquette, and he gets a lot of defensive attention. And, you know, he's still been the nation's leading scorer despite all that. Um, but you've seen in the last couple of weeks the emergence of you know, Kobe McEwen has been really clutch for Marquette and in all these close games that they've had in the last couple of weeks. Sakara Annam carried the team uh, when Marcus went out uh against Xavier when they had to win in double overtime a couple weeks ago. Uh, the last game against Butler, Brendan Bailey, four or five on threes, eight rebounds, just a really solid effort from him. So you're starting to see all the all the pieces come together because, you know, Marcus is going to get a lot of attention. And 
there's going to be openings for other players, and they just need to take advantage of that. You mentioned Brendan Bailey, uh, the other one, Jace Johnson. Uh, the fact that they've been very, very good. You wrote a story about them crashing the boards, but in addition to that, Brandon Bailey's giving you a few threes. They're giving you some different areas. Has this team, um, I mean, it's Marcus Howard and everybody else, but has this team accepted the roles that they are in? It seems like it. It seems like that, at least the last couple of weeks during this stretch when, when Marquette's won, won six or seven games. Um, you know, I, I think Sakar Adam, I think he... he He's one of the more underrated players in the Big East. Um, if you've seen his development over, he's a he's a fifth-year senior, and the way he, how far he's come since his freshman year, just it, it, it's unbelievable the development he has. He's a, a 40% three-point shooter this year uh, on a pretty good amount of attempts, and that's something I couldn't have told you was even possible two years ago. So uh, that, that's the kind of development you see from those those secondary players. Big test coming up uh, tomorrow night. They're going to be taking on Villanova. Now, Villanova, I know, has a few losses here in a row, but yeah. still, when you take on Villanova on the road, you get that win. That's a huge feather in your cap. That's one of those wins that later on down the road when the tournament committee starts to look yeah. and say, okay, where are we going to see you? That one could go a long way. And you said five of the ten Big East teams ranked in the polls right now. So how big a game is this coming up tomorrow night? Yeah, this is huge on a lot of different levels. Um Marquette and Villanova, the same record. They're tied for, for second place in the Big East uh, behind Seton Hall. I don't know if any of those teams, uh, Seton Hall is 10-1 and one right now in the conference, both Marquette and uh, Villanova are 7-4. I don't know if they can quite catch uh, Seton Hall. Um, certainly a lot of time left, but this is, uh, this is a big battle you know, for the conference standings, but also, uh, speaking of Marcus Howard, this is like a big stage for him as far as like his national player of the year candidacy you know this is the the huge game if he puts up a big big game tomorrow and a huge road victory um that's gonna start to propel the narrative nationally for him you know as far as player of the year Mm -hmm. hey uh you were talking earlier we were mentioning the guys uh, that are crashing the boards defensively speaking uh, one of the things that was asked to me, and I'm going to ask you, if Marquette, Marquette's got scoring prowess, we all know that. For years, this team yeah. couldn't hit beyond the arc. Now they can do nothing but. But the question then becomes, in a tight ball game in which teams, and once you get to the tournament, it usually isn't run and gun. They start to slow it down, and you kind of work a half-court offense. How good defensively are they to be able to stymie a half-court offense when things begin to slow down towards the postseason? You know, this team had a lot of problems defensively, first few games of the Big East. Um, they had, but they're coming off their best defensive performance of the year against, against Butler. Butler's a good team, and, and Marquette held them the 38% shooting. Um, we talked about Jace Johnson a little bit before. Uh, I think he's been another huge part of this this uh, recent winning stretch that Marquette's been on. He's a seven-foot grad transfer, uh, played his first three seasons at Utah, but he's just a big presence down low, uh, Solid rebounder. Uh, doesn't block a lot of shots, but, you know, seven feet is a physical presence underneath. Um, I think he's a key to their defense. And I think Marquette, you know, they have a lot of athletic guys, but they don't force a lot of turnovers. That's what I was ex- I was expecting more of that this year. That's why, where I thought the defense could improve. I still think that's possible now. Uh, you know, we're deep into the season now, and they haven't shown that yet, so... I don't know if that's going to come, but I, I I still think that's the next level that this team defensively can get to is you know forcing more turnovers, getting out on the fast break, and that's when this team's dangerous because you know Marcus Howard on a fast break and wide open shots that's 
that's lethal uh, against the you know opponents. Uh, talking with Ben Steele, by the way, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, talking some Marquette Golden Eagle basketball, brought to you by our good friends at Sloppy Joe's out in Hubertus on Hubertus. Go to GoSloppyJoe's.com for the best in food and weekend entertainment out there. Uh, wanted to ask you, because you talk about Jace Johnson, he didn't play a lot in the first matchup with Villanova tomorrow night. Now, they don't have that traditional center, so do you play him more because they don't have that ability to go in and over consistently, or do you go with a smaller lineup? Yeah, you know I was thinking about this. It's just going to be interesting. I'm not, I'm not quite sure how Marquette's going to play it, but I mean, Jay Johnson's have been so good the last couple of weeks. They got to at least see what he can do. And uh, he had a knee injury earlier in the year, um, so that affected his mobility. But the last couple of weeks, he's he's looked pretty good, switching on to you know smaller defenders, uh, moving around on on screens and all that. So I think I think he'll definitely play. He didn't play at all in the first matchup against Villanova. Um, he's definitely going to play some, and how much we're just going to see how how the matchups are. But I think he's definitely they have to play him just because he's been so key to their their recent stretch here. Ben, always good to chat. I know we're going to talk more once we get to the tournament, and then uh, we'll really get into some nuts and bolts then as well. Okay, appreciate it. Absolutely. It's coming up soon. Yeah, I know. Can't believe we're almost upon it already because the Girl Scout cookies are starting to come out. So I can't wait for that either. Ben, appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you soon. There you go. Ben Steele, the Journal Sentinel, joining us for a couple of minutes. You can find him at Ben Steele MJS on Twitter, at Ben Steele MJS. He joins us on a Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80 plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844 Pride or go to SchneiderJobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.